Hello and a very warm welcome to our NICE guideline update. This is our podcast for November 2023. This is your 8 to 10 minute overview of any developing new or updated guidelines and any interesting developments in clinical practice in primary care. I'm Emma Lambon and I'm an advanced nurse practitioner and a non-executive director at North Norfolk Primary Care and I'm here with my podcast partner Emma Smith. Hello, uh, I'm Emma Smith and I'm an Advanced Nurse Practitioner and the Director of Clinical Services and Quality for North Norfolk Primary Care. This podcast is in conjunction with the NICE Guideline monthly newsletter, which is distributed to all North Norfolk clinicians and beyond. Our monthly podcast can also be found on the North Norfolk Primary Care website at www.nnpc.info. Great. So, what's new for us in primary care from NICE this month, Emma? Well, Emma, this month we've got some updates to NICE guidelines, which we'll discuss. And there's also um, some interesting clinical items of, uh, to discuss as well. Great. So, let's get started with the COVID-19 Rapid Guideline Managing, Managing COVID-19, which was first published in 2021. This has just been updated and has been regularly updated over, the, um, over that scale. That, that time period. Um, so the last update was on the 30th of November. Basically, they've replaced the two recommendations on managing acute cough, and they've added the link to the NICE guideline on cough, acute microbi- microbial, um, antimicrobial prescribing. So looking at obviously antibiotic guidance is really on um, patients who are presenting in primary care with acute cough. So it's really, really worth a, worth a, a read um, because obviously it just keeps us all up to date with, um, you know, sort of what the current prescribing guidelines are. It's also removed the recommendation to consider benzodiazepines for managing anxiety and agitation. And the reason for this is because um, since obviously COVID first um, originated in um, 2020, there's been a lot more uh, research and a lot more support going on for patients who are actually um, suffering from COVID. So that's why that's been removed. Um, They've also removed the recommendations on medicines for end of life care and and so because basically they're now covered with three alternative separate NICE guidelines. Um, So those um, are covered in um, care of the dying adults in the last days of life, end of life care for adults with service delivery and the care and support of people growing older with learning disabilities. So those those are the three big um, subjects that have been removed from this recommendation and obviously as I said three alternative NICE guidelines have been developed as a part of this. And, you know, and as I said, these changes are essentially due to the change in landscape of care, which has surrounded um, COVID-19 since this 2021 publication. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thanks, Emma. Um, and now on to hypertension in adults, diagnosis and management. Um, this was published first in August 2019, but it's just been updated. Um, and there are two new recommendations. And essentially, uh, the first of those is how to measure and manage postural hypertension. Um, so firstly, just to mention that NICE recommend that uh, orthostatic or postural hypotension, the wording of that will be standardised. So we will only use the term postural hypotension um, across all of the NICE guidelines and in our language now. Um, So NICE are are now recommending that the supine position is preferable to seated position when trying to determine the degree of blood pressure drop in people with suspected postural hypotension. 
Um, and just to recap on, on what we already know, we know that for at least one minute of standing before measurement of BP, and that would be significant drop if systolic blood pressure fell by 20 degrees of mercury or more and a diastolic drop or sorry a diastolic drop of 10 milligrams of mercury more than when standing and of course then we would be likely to consider the causes and that would include reviewing current medication etc um, there's a really new handy table of blood pressure targets. It's really clear and it's worth saving or printed out, printing out for use during your consultations. Um, it relates to both the over and the under 80-year-olds uh, and to risk factors such as hypertension and diabetes. And the albumin-creatinine ratio is absolutely key to the target blood pressure in those tables. Okay, brilliant. Thanks, Emma. Um, I've had a look at that myself, and it is really, really informative and really good to have um, to hand to refer to. You know, sort of when you're seeing yeah, the patients. Yeah. Um, so we seem to have talked about this guideline a lot since it was published in October um, this year. Uh, so this is the NG two three seven suspected acute respiratory infection in over sixteens assessment at first presentation and initial management. But we bring you um, some news of a small update today. Um, and obviously all these are related to the um, changing, um, I suppose, environment with regards to, you know, ARI hubs being yeah. set up sort of um, nationally. Um, so there has now been clarification that the threshold for treatment or referral for further assessment may be lower for people with a acute respiratory infection who are more likely to have a poorer outcome. So those in those vulnerable um, groups such as having asthma, COPD or any, any un underlying other respiratory, um, you know, sort long-term condition um, so basically it specifically says that consider the person's ARI symptoms and signs in the context of their overall health and social circumstances the threshold for treatment or referral for further assessment may be lower for people who are more likely to have a poor outcome for example people with comorbidities or multi-morbidities and people who are frail okay Thanks, Emma. That's useful. Although I think we probably would have that at the back of our minds anyway, wouldn't we? But it's useful to have it um, down in black and white. OK, so on to items of clinical interest now for this month. And firstly, uh, a bit of virtual reality technology, and that's for treating uh, agoraphobia or uh, agoraphobic, agoraphobic, I can't even say it, agoraphobic avoidance <laughs> um, and the early value of assessment. And basically NICE has assessed two virtual reality technologies and these are the Amelia Virtual Care and XR Therapeutics. And they really involve a VR headset to be used as part of the therapy for treating agoraphobia. So a, a nice development there and something new for us. Great, thank you. Um, my main train of thought when I was reading this was the American um, uh, uh, presentation of agoraphobia. <laughs> yeah, it, well, I couldn't get that out of my head. Anyway, <laughs> that's uh, by the by. Um, so other nice news this month, um, NICE has drafted an updated guideline which recommends more treatment choices for menopause symptoms, um, which is a biggie at the moment. Um, NICE has drafted update guidelines um, and recommendations for more treatment choices for menopausal symptoms. So COPD has now been added and included in treatment options for menopause um, symptoms in the new draft NICE guideline for menopause. So this is still in draft form. Um, there is a consultation which is happening with that, I think, at the end of this 
this month at December 2023. And um, the guidance, I think, can be expected probably to be um, released in May 2024. So obviously we'll keep you updated on that. Okay, that's exciting. Um, and just one more piece of final news to squeeze in uh, this month. NICE have recommended technology for people with type 1 diabetes. So this is potentially life-changing um, recommendations because it means that those people who do not have well-controlled type 1 diabetes, despite best possible management with an insulin pump, are to be offered a hybrid closed-loop system. So that's a continuous uh, glucose monitor sensor which will transmit the data to the body-worn insulin pump and it's been hailed as being more effective than standard standard care and at monitoring blood glucose levels and then bringing them into a healthy range so that's really exciting news yeah it is and obviously it'll be a real sort of revolution in um you know sort of the management of type 1 diabetes mm-hmm. for those that are really difficult to control so that's great thank you emma um i think that's all we've got time for this month and thank you for listening um just a reminder to take a look at the nnpc website on um www.nnpc.info for further links to our previous podcasts and access to the monthly newsletter if you don't already receive it i'd also just add a plea as well um last month i sent out a qr code for a link to a survey questionnaire a very very quick one albeit um just to see how um you know you want to give us if you can give us some feedback on the podcast um so it's really really important if you like it please let us know if you don't like it please let us know but i would plea with you just to please take two minutes just to complete the survey because it'd be really really useful for us so thank you very much bye for now we'll see you next month thank you bye